Hey, Daryl. Hey, Megan. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So for you guys that are listening, one, this is the first time Megan and I have really had any kind of a conversation. So that's going to be a little bit of an extra uh, extra thing here. But we're, we're doing another uh, Resilient AF podcast. And the, the cool thing is, is I really came into contact with you through our Flying Pig group through um through gary cantrell and then also through tacos your husband yes so yes so this this but this is the first time that we're going to sit down and talk uh but the cool thing with this format is what everybody wants to hear is you know what's what is your story what are some of the things that you've been through some of the things that you're continuing to work through what makes you resilient sure uh, so I guess to start off with my, my why, my reason for the weight loss and, and my continued health journey is that I have PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome, which means a lot of things. Um, the big thing is that I have cysts in my ovaries, which messes with my hormones. Uh, and it is just really hard for women with PCOS to lose weight, but mm-hmm. Also, um, infertility is one of the biggest symptoms that I struggle with. And a lot of women who have become fertile that have struggled with infertility and PCOS have done it through weight loss. So I'm 115 pounds down now and still going. Awesome. Awesome. Now, you, um, what is, um, that what's, what's your day to day like as far as health and fitness? Uh, so James and I, um, we are actually brand ambassadors for our local crunch fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a lot of fun. Um, we, we aren't necessarily in the gym every day, but we're active every day. He sees a trainer twice a week. I see a trainer once a week. We go to the same trainer, slim gym athletic. We absolutely love him. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you, if you hear that shaking in the background that's the collars of my dogs <laughs> yes the fur kids and we'll get to talking about them too but... yeah and and um they're a part of our active life too because we like to go and take them for a walk in um in the local park area um we like to go for hikes um we've done indoor rock climbing we've mountain climb or climbed in on mountainous hills you know, just a lot of different active things. And it's not about how often you go to the gym. It's about how much more active you are. Mm-hmm. And then in conjunction with that, we we aren't keto. Um, but I do try to limit my sugars and my carbs because with PCOS, my body is insulin resistance, uh, insulin resistant to that, which means that It'll turn those items, won't break down the sugars in those items as easily, and it'll turn it straight to fat. So um, limiting things like things with hormones like dairy, things like red meat, um, and also making sure that I'm keeping low on my sugars and carbs, even though we're not completely out of it. It's, It's good for me sometimes on days like today where I have a really strong workout with my trainer to make sure that I, um, to make, make sure that I, uh, get some carbs in. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now, when you were doing, um, <clears throat> did you pretty much as soon as you got the PCOS diagnosis, were you going low carb or were you trying to eat? No, 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 no. Um, so it's been quite a journey with PCOS because I have had it since I was 16. Okay. Um, but I had no idea what it was or why I was different because it wasn't, there wasn't this community like there is now. And, and I went, I undiagnosed for about a decade. Mm -hmm. So I was about 26 before the doctor said, it's okay that you have excess like hair on your face or that you have belly fat or that you, um, your hair grows thinner. That's because you have too much testosterone in your system. You have, you have male hormones. This is, this is what's happening to you. So, um, it took a long time for me to understand why I was different than other girls, why I couldn't lose weight as easily, why, you know, my body was working against me all the time, but I, I didn't, I think that there were times when I did try and there were times that I didn't try. And most of the times I didn't try were times when my mental health just wasn't there. I just didn't think I was worth the journey. And now I do. Well, and that's a whole nother, I mean, that's a whole nother process that people have to work through is just, you know, with, with the mental health and, and I mean, to, I guess a lesser extent mindset, but I mean, it's a, you mentioned how you, the community, the online community wasn't really there. Um, and, and that's kind of what, I mean, you see people now and you see what they're doing and you just kind of see uh, bits and pieces further along in the process. But, but you know, what, what I've tended to find, and I think most do is that there's, there's a whole story going back, you know, in some cases, decades of right. just trial and error of not really being in it. And, and it, I, I think it's just, I mean, it's part of life. I, th I think that we have different things that we're working through and eventually we figure out how to, to deal with it. But I mean, it, right. it takes time and it's really hard too. And, and I've had, you know, I have a, a past of, of, of being sexually abused before. There's a lot of stuff that just gets garbled up inside your head and inside your heart that tells you that you aren't enough, that you're never going to make it, that you're not worth it. And, and to just push all that aside and, and even to, you know, talk to someone and work through it and realize that you are more than the circumstances that have happened to you, you know, to realize that that doesn't define you anymore, that you define you. I think that's a huge thing. And the whole reason that my Instagram handle is losing with love is I really feel like without that self-love in your journey, that's, that's the whole, that, that's the whole thing that brings it all together for me is that once I felt that I, I loved myself and I was worth it and I deserve to continue for me, you know, I mean, even struggling with the infertility, I thought, what if I go through all of this weight loss and then I don't have a baby? What if I don't cure my infertility? Well, at some point I have to realize that even though that's my major goal, I'm going to be whole without having a natural child you know it's it's not about it's not strictly 
about my love of being a mom because I can be a mom to my dogs and I can be a mom to an adopted child. Mm -hmm. I have to love myself and have to know I'm worth it to continue. Well, and, and I think one, I, I think everything in life does come back to how you view the situation, how you view yourself. And we talk self-love. Self-love is definitely very, is, is a huge part of it. And, you know, you get, you get folks that have had all kinds of, of things and, and trauma go on in their past. So I, I think self-love sometimes gets caught up as kind of a buzzword. But I mean, one, I, I feel like it's a process and, and you mentioned somebody talking with a professional. And I think what, what I'm really happy with now in 2019 is that, you know, mental health and talking to a professional, it's becoming, uh, there's less of a stigma to it. And I right. think, I, I mean, it's, it's just, I, I'm a big advocate of like, if you've ever thought, you know, that you may need professional help get the referral, get the appointment. And I, I mean, I, I just, I think there, there's a lot going on in our, in our world and our day to day now, and that you can't just, you know, most people I don't think can just suck it up and like, so I'm, right. I'm a huge advocate and, for that. And losing weight doesn't cure everything. Just like, um, right. I had back in 2011, I moved from Ohio to Austin, Texas. And mm -hmm. there was a myriad of reasons I moved. I went through a really terrible breakup. I wasn't loving the small town life. I hated the cold. You know, any number of reasons that I just needed to get out of the small town I was at in Ohio. And at first, moving to a big city, Austin, where everything's creative and fun and there's bars to go out at and people to hang out with and everybody's open and interesting and, and much, much more liberal and fun uh, and, and more like me than where I was. That was great at first, but then you realize that you ran away from your problems and those problems are still there. You, you can't just put a bandaid on. And my mental health became a real issue because I realized not that I abused alcohol, but that I used it as a tool to self-medicate for when I had anxiety. I would come home from work and have a glass of wine or two. And when I started my weight loss journey and stopped drinking wine or stopped going out with my friends to bars, I realized I used alcohol much more than I thought I did just to calm myself down. And I had to see what do I need now? to work on my mental health the right way because I'm working on my physical health the right way. I think that one, I mean, it's, you clearly have dealt with a lot. You've gotten some help with dealing it and you, you've been able to take a step back and okay, look at the entire thing. Uh, because I think most people would say if, if they moved and they moved to an area where, uh, you know, they felt like they fit in more, uh, that would be enough for them. But yeah. then you're like, well, wait a minute. You took it a step further and you're like, I'm not, I'm not really dealing with the underlining issues yeah. here. Um, you know, so I think, I, I think my, my biggest thing, cause I, I know there's going to be people listening to this that uh, from the mental health side of it and from having the, you know, the, the history of abuse, 
I, I think you're going to have a lot of people listening that are really identifying with this. Right. If somebody has not, if they're just now really starting to take a step back and, and have their, their moment with their self where they're no longer trying to, to self-medicate or, or they're wanting to get away from that. They're trying to um, get on dealing with things the right way. As you said, what, what would you say to them? What would be a good first step? I mean, the, they all, everybody says the cliche, the cliche saying there's a problem, right? Like, I think, I think whether you, um, whether you realize that, that you're lashing out at someone or you realize that, um, that I was having a, my big thing was that I was having meltdowns and with PCOS, you know, like having mood swings is kind of normal, but mm-hmm. they were much, much bigger than they usually are. You know, I, I was letting all the stress of my life become a monster and holding it inside until it exploded. And so um, what, what I did is, I mean, I was, I advocate for myself with my doctors. I talked to my doctor. I, I called my gynecologist first because I wanted a female doctor mm-hmm. to talk to. Mm-hmm. And I said, do you know any psychiatrists? Do you know any counselors? Do you know anyone I can talk to? Um, because I know that I need to work on this. And then I talked to my doctor and he put me on anti-anxiety medicine, you know, being an advocate and saying like, not just telling yourself that you have a problem, but telling medical professionals that you have a problem and not being afraid of what they're going to say. Cause they're not there to judge you. They're there to help you. And right. I, and I always, you know, if, if I don't like, what a doctor has told me, you know, I, I spent so many years where doctors just told me lose weight, lose weight, lose weight, lose weight, you know, or I hid some of my symptoms because I was worried that I was wrong or like I wasn't doing PCOS right or whatever that I had hurt myself. Like I was causing the symptoms because of my bad diet or my non-exercise or what have you like be honest with healthcare professionals you know, and if you don't like what they have to say, go talk to someone else. Advocate for yourself is the biggest thing. Yeah. And I think a lot of times, because you'll see, and it is cliche too, that, you know, people get frustrated when they go to the doctor and they, if we're dealing with weight, they say, okay, well, all you need to do is, is eat less and move more. But if you're, <laughs> if you're not coming in because my, I've been fortunate, my doctor, she and I have, have always had a pretty good rapport. But when I go in there, one, I've, I've, from a health and fitness standpoint, like I can tell her, okay, you know, this is, since we met last time, this is how many workouts I'm averaging per week. This is kind of how I'm eating. Like I'm very specific. Right. And then, you know, if there's something that is said, you know, that I, and she's not, um, you know, she's not big on pushing medication unless it's needed, but I mean, you, you have to advocate for yourself right. and you have to, um, you know, you, 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 you just, you have to have a conversation because if you don't come in with information and you're not coming in with at least some idea of what you're hoping to get out of the appointment, you're going to get the generic frustrating answers. The other thing is don't Google, <laughs> don't oh, Google yes. your symptoms because yes. my back was really hurting and I was like, what could this be? Is there links with PCOS to some kind of like MS or 
you know, what's going on with me? No, I just, I'm overworking out. I just need physical therapy. That's what's wrong with my back. (laughs) (laughs) It's not as scary as I, I make it in my head. If I use the computer, talk to a doctor. Yes, they are. They are the paid medical professionals (laughs) and the rabbit hole of on of WebMD is um, is scary because it's it's always seems to be always overstated. But yeah, um, well for the oh my gosh, I could have see I I could flip into full interview mode and talk to you for like an hour probably. <laughs> but I think for the um, we didn't really even get to talk about dogs or Star Wars, which is really frustrating. Oh for my me. gosh! Well, we'll I have know. to do this more. We will, we will, but, <laughs> but, uh, for here, Megan, cause I, I think you are going to have a lot of people that want to reach out to you. Okay. What, uh, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Um, so on Instagram, my handle is at losing underscore with underscore love. And, uh, I also run a lifestyle brand page for women with, um, PCOS and their supporters called at sister and her mister and sister is spelled C Y S T E R and her mister. Yep. Got it. Well, I will link to both of those in the show notes. Thank you for, uh, for coming on this afternoon and um, we will be talking again real soon. I'm sure. All right. You have a good day, sir. All right. You too. Bye. Bye.